Rated M for Mature. We want more. We want more. Like, we really like it. We want more. So this week's episode sponsor is actually owned by this week's episode guests. Shout out to Stone Genie, an affordable online head shop. Quick story, I had a cheap one foot tube bong I loved for like three months until it cracked and broke completely and I was devastated. So of course after I looked for another one and I kept looking and looking and looking. I kept finding things that were kind of close but not quite the same or kind of the same but way too expensive and out of my budget. But then as I was researching, I found Stone Genie on Instagram and I was just enamored with their products and their site. And I found a piece even better than the one that I had for not that much more. So I was really happy with what I got. And then I ended up working with Stone Genie in the future because I had such good experience with their service and their products. Not only does Stone Genie have water pipes and other smoke supplies and accessories, they also have rolling papers, dab supplies, and more all in one place for an affordable price without losing the quality. You can use my code M-J-I-Y-A-N-A for 10% off any item on stonedgenie.com. Hi everyone, welcome back to Wine, Weed, and Weave. It's season three, and season three has been great so far. Thank you everyone who's been listening and supporting the show. For those that are new here, the reason I created the show is to highlight and share the work and the voices of Black and Brown people in the cannabis industry. Disclaimer, as always, everyone on the show, over 21, lives in a legal state where allowed to smoke weed, drink alcohol, all that good stuff, so nobody better bother me about it. So today, I don't know if you guys remember the end of season two, I mentioned I was finally going to have an episode with a minority male in cannabis. I've been so surprised to get messages from men saying they wanted to be on the show or they knew someone else that would be a great guest on the show or they wanted to just hear more men on the show. I was definitely not expecting as many uh, male listeners as I had, but I appreciate y'all for real. I do because I think that the show is giving lots of men in the industry a new perspective and just a new platform to share kind of the experiences that they're having. I have also been expanding who our guests are, if you guys haven't noticed. Um, When I started this show, it was very much focused on just Black women in cannabis, and I still stand by representing us and making sure that we're a priority and represented fairly and equally. But with that being said, as I've made this show, as I've worked in the industry more and more, I realize I need to expand the conversation and at all black and brown minority groups in cannabis. That's why I've had Saifia. That's why I've had um, other guests that aren't, you know, just black women. That's why I'll have more Latino. I'll have more Asian guests. I'll have more ethnicities because those voices in cannabis need to be heard. Um, So I'm really excited to continue to grow this audience and add new voices to the conversation and to have this segment on as a guest. I have actually had the opportunity to work and collaborate with this company before. So you may have seen me mention it on my page and show off some of the pieces. I enjoyed the service and the product so much that I reached out to them myself 
And he was just so open to collaborating, so cool, and told me about himself and his family. And I just knew he'd be a great guest on the show, especially as the first male. Today's guest is the owner and CEO of Stone Genie, an online head shop that specializes in providing high-quality and incredibly affordable pieces for all levels of consumers with any budget. He's an entrepreneur in cannabis and business. Please welcome Rahul. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. And I feel honored to be the first male on your show. Yeah, you, you, are, you are making a milestone here. I've had yeah. so many men be like, I want to be on, and I've said no. <laughs> I feel very special and very blessed to but be you on. You are here. the first because, like I said, you have created this great brand and you've been so open to collaborating. Like, you were super chill our first conversation. I appreciate it. How have you been? What's been going on? Yeah, good. You know, just um, working, you know, it's, things have been pretty crazy with, you know, obviously COVID and now people yeah. getting vaccinated and reopening. And so, you know, just trying to survive that storm and you know keep everything uh growing and so it's been it's been an interesting ride but i'm happy to uh that we looks like we're almost out of this uh, we're almost there yeah we're almost, at, almost <laughs> there the finish line. so i've so. never asked this question and um i need to ask it more especially for my guests who aren't you know just women of color yeah. what is your ethnicity and then what generation are you like yeah um, so my so I'm my family is Indian um, and I'm first generation born in America and so um, my brother and I are both born out here raised in like uh, Riverside California and shout so out to Riverside. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Riverside and uh, yeah and my parents my uh, immigrated out here like my mom was probably around 19 and my dad was in his early 20s maybe 23 24 wow. and so yeah so you know they you know lived a majority of their life now in the United States but yeah we all you know they immigrated from overseas and all that that's amazing I am also a child of immigrants uh, oh, second nice. generation Haitian So I totally understand what it's like, you know, coming from an immigrant background, especially this industry and like them trying to know what you're doing. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, we'll definitely get into that. I know it's the middle of the day for us and we're both probably working. But are you smoking or sipping on anything? Um, You know, I had I I did have a bowl in the morning Uh, right now, not sipping on anything. I'm just drinking. I mean, if you're drinking water, water, that's also fine. I'm drinking some kombucha. Yeah, I have some. (laughs) I actually got some uh, Topo Chico here. So, you know. Ooh, a, little good bit, a little higher quality water i guess good very refreshing i am yeah. drinking water because you know we need to drink water it's very important to hydrate yeah. and then i'm smoking my little vape pen of wi-fi og it's like my little snack nice. for the rest of the day <laughs> so nice. power yeah. through all the work but um yeah i'm excited this conversation so first things first what was your first experience like with cannabis and how did it lead you to working in the space today like was immediately like I'm gonna do something with this, or it was just like yeah. I like weed. I think when I first started smoking weed, I probably was in high school, and I was just doing it more out of like interest, like mm-hmm. oh, like and so you know, so I when I when I would smoke weed, obviously it was like very like on uh, occasional, but um, it was more like you know like listening to music with my friends, like it was we were doing stuff like like riding like bikes or playing video games or something like that and that sounds like you know we were in high school where it was like between like sophomore and like senior year where you can't really do much Mm -hmm. besides like go you know and uh just hang out with your friends friends. yeah yeah. play basketball maybe afterwards do that and you know and it was like it was just like a fun thing where you know it was a little rebellious and uh you know and 
and, and it was something that, you know, I just always thought was like, you know, oh, I can't get caught doing this, but, you know, it was kind of fun. And, and um, yeah, and then it ne- I never dawned on me that I'll be, you know, running the head shop <laughs> like I am. But, you know, as, you know, things develop and you get older, you know, cannabis got more legit. And you mm-hmm. know, that, that thought process started to come to mind. So. so as you saw cannabis kind of becoming legal and becoming legitimate, you know, business in California, especially because this is where it became recreational, like yep. the biggest recreational market. When did you decide I'm going to? I'm going to commit to this and tap in and do this. Um, Yeah. Like I was working in finance for like seven years after college. And so, yeah. And so I worked for like, you know, three or four different finance companies and they were all good. But, you know, at some point in time, I didn't feel like I always felt like I needed to move on or I was like disgruntled at the job for whatever reason. And Mm so uh, my dad actually used to own a smoke shop. And then um, so uh, that's kind of what introduced me into the whole business of, you know, like of selling the the glass paraphernalia because my dad mm-hmm. had the brick and motor store and, you know, he he would he he also had excess inventory that sometimes he would go to other smoke shops and sell to them. Mm-hmm. And so he was the one who kind of like had the had it all set up. And he was just like he always just told me, like, hey, you should try to sell this on the Internet. And then one day. I was probably mad at my job or something. I came <laughs> home that weekend and I was like, you know what? Fuck, uh, F this. I'm going to try it. You can, you can cuss. Okay. Cuss yeah. on the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, fuck it. And then I'm really going to just try this. And that's like, I had my iPhone and I just started taking pictures that day. Like I looked up how to uh, make a little studio from mm-hmm. home. And then that was like the beginning. And, uh, and that's, and that's kind of how it all started. That's amazing. I love that. Like kind of fucking mentality like you said just being like i'm gonna just do it and mm-hmm. i'm sure you did it and now you have this whole you know shop and a warehouse full of glass it's amazing so i yeah. mean you already mentioned this is a great transition to my next question why glass like obviously there's so many online head shops why did yeah. you choose to make this your business versus another business but if you said your dad had a smoke shop but you could have yeah. done anything else so yeah i would say my my uh barrier to entry was so low like uh, you know, my dad and I are really close. He was just mm-hmm. like, you know, if you sell it, then, you know, we can get more. He already had the supply chain figured out. You know, yeah, like already, it was right there for you. Yeah. And I just really had to do it. Like He just doesn't know technology. So he just knew how to like do like door to door sales and like mm-hmm. some level of term, like well, he would go smoke, to- smoke shop to smoke shop. And so then that's kind of where I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Like I have no investment that I need to put in stuff like that. Like, and then, um, and, you know, and I'm kind of, in a way, looking back at it, like my ignorance about it kind of worked out in its own way, because I feel bad for a lot of these CBD companies, hemp companies that, you know, have way more um, like re- regulation on like mm-hmm. credit card processing, on advertising. There's just so much like um, so much red tape everywhere. And you just yeah. doesn't feel like you can like spread your wings fully. Yeah, for and sure. No, I'm definitely one of those hemp businesses that is yeah. just stuck in the red tape. <laughs> yeah, and it and and I mean it in like a way where you know, like I just got lucky because I just thought and I look back and I'm like, man, you know, some of this glass. Yeah, stuff no, I see what you mean. Like yeah. if you knew how much uh, regulation was around it, you might have not been interested. Yeah, and and sometimes you know, like with this business, like I'm sure you understand, like. 
you know, there are some lows that come with this marketing, like, you know, marketing, yeah. is such a, there's such a, like a vibe, like a vibe to your marketing, right? Where you want to do good. You want to get this in front of people. Cause you know, people interact with the content, but you know, you're not, you're tied down. And yeah. You, see- you have all these restrictions, restrictions and all these walls and rules. It's wild. But mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, Oh, why glass? Because there's so many online head shops and I've worked for my first job in the industry was working for an online head shop. Yep. So I know that, like, from the outside looking in, it looks really fun. But yeah. inside, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it's a lot of things that go into because our although the you know the downside of the glass, well, I'll say like you know like may our regulation might not be as as high as there, but the downside is we have a whole variable of breakages. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? things get broken in the mail, and like we try our best to package it correct, like as um, you know safely as possible. But if anyone has seen how like USPS and UPS all takes like not all not every one of their people, but you know it's it's a long route. Sometimes so, they just be throwing your shit. Yeah, I've sometimes seen it. I, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it in like the the big loading areas in the back when we have to drop off packages. They're just like dumping stuff into the crates, and so you know there's that whole variable in there, and uh, our sizes are different. You know we have so many different sizes, and so you have you have your box inventories a lot higher. There's like mm-hmm. so there's a there's lots a, of things. I'm sure like age restriction, like just things you never think about. Things you never think about for sure. That it's always something. Yeah. Always well, definitely. Something. I have another question about challenges a little yeah. later, but, sure. um, you know, shout out to your dad. That's, I think that's really cool that you kind of, you know, piggybacked off of him or he kind of passed you the baton as far as like, Oh, Hey, yeah. as a business as well. And as we've seen, or as we know, like lots of uh, immigrants and lots of minority groups, own smoke shops and mm-hmm. um you know gas stations how did he kind of get into the, the smoke shop industry and why yeah. is it so important to you to keep your family involved in the yeah. business you have now um you know that's a good question my dad and my mom are both actually business people so my mom used to my mom and dad both used to have stores in the mall and oh, so we used to have like my mom used to have like a punk rock store, almost like a hot topic. Okay, but, mom. Yeah. And so she used to have a store that was really good. Like we used to, she used to sell all types of, you know, band like like all types of like, you know, bands that were hot at the time, like patches, all kinds of stuff. And then my dad used to have like a kind of like a gift store in the mall. They had jewelry stores, like jewelry carts in the mall, mm-hmm. like my whole life, like almost like 25 years 30 Listen, years whoever says immigrants don't work hard are liars yeah we've had and i was and i grew up in my parents stores like i would do homework in the stock room i would be like that kid that was taking like was handling the register at eight <laughs> years old nine years old so we uh, we grew up in our my brother and i both grew up in our parents stores and mm-hmm. so um they were also compromised with the rise of amazon so you know mm. my parents weren't very savvy uh, like computer people so as as the market shift online and things got slower in retail and people started purchasing online you know they were definitely uh mm-hmm. the business wasn't what it used to be and that's why my dad pivoted to smoke shop because like you know he was maybe i think looking at like liquor stores too or something like that Mm -hmm. but like smoke shop doesn't require as many hours and and, uh your inventory isn't as much so Mm -hmm. he pivoted to that because um you know it's something he was able to you know get some help with from his friends to teach him the business real quick Mm -hmm. so which is actually kind of crazy that you know like like how survival my parents had to be in like because they didn't have anything to fall back on like I kind of have like this degree I worked for seven years like I can't 
and and um you know so for them it was all about survival you know they had yeah like so, you're like what's next like this what's business next? not working we need to pay the bills we got to pay find the bills else. switch yeah. it out like just going into a whole new line and so yeah so that's kind of and then like how we keep them involved is like my mom is like uh she like can't like it's like our i call her our cfo she like handles all the accounting and all the bank all the banking stuff and you know like i gotta have someone i trust that mm-hmm. i can do that and like who better than my mom oh and, and then uh my dad is uh my dad just a busybody. like i kind of wanted my dad to retire after we uh sold his brick and motor smoke shop mm-hmm. because the online business was doing good but he like he didn't want to retire like he wants <laughs> to maybe travel every couple months but he can't do it like he needs to go somewhere every day and so mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so he's in the warehouse doing his thing. Like, like, you know, we have all this like logistical work going on. And then he also loves to travel back to India and stuff. And that's where we um, deal with a lot of our importing. So it's kind of works out. So I can kind of send him back, go on vacation, check on suppliers, stuff like that, things that we need to do. And then like, I can just focus on the digital side and I'm doing all the marketing all the logistical stuff so you know it's, it works out in um you know but their their roles are kind of like it's less than what they had to do when we were kids but now they kind of get it yeah like, and i'm sure that's what you wanted to be able oh, to absolutely. to take yeah. on more support them as much as they've supported you but i love that you have your family involved that's beautiful i'm like oh i love that mom is like kind of in charge <laughs> yeah no she and she has more experience than me like she's had the businesses for so long so she understands like the sales tax regulations like all these different little tax things we have to file like there's little little things that you might not think about and you know you got to get your business license renewed this has to be renewed there's all these little things that's always going on and so you know my mom has more experience than i do in that mom is the plug mom yeah so she's teaching me a lot like she's teaching me a lot and so you know so it's good and so and uh you know we're able to you know work through together to you know make things as best as possible that's amazing. So what things have you kind of learned from them as far as running a business or even just like personally, like a lesson, you know, you've really taken away from your parents, your upbringing that you still kind of apply to your life today? Oh, man, patience, patience. Mm-hmm. I can't say that enough. Like I don't have patience and I had to learn to have patience. And my patience more, my impatience, I think, comes from being like, you know, like, like, in, in some terms, like, spoiled first generation American <laughs> kids. You know, their patience. Because you can get everything pretty at, quickly here, At you my know? disposal, yeah. right? And business doesn't really work like that. And there's always going to be obstacles. And so in the beginning, I would get really frazzled or rattled in the beginning, like, when something wouldn't work out my way, like, the whole regulation, red tape stuff. And like, uh, and like, I would just kind of not been able, like, I obviously got through it, but you know, I, I would be more like, you know, like kind of just worried about it. And, you know, all these, like, uh, I would be just kind of have a little bit more negative a- approach to it, but now mm-hmm. I've been able to, you know, calm down, like understand that, you know, it was just a bump in the road and, you know, that happens with any business. Like yeah, you, could, you can any, say any industry, could, any industry. So you know, it's about me just being patient and learning, like, all the bumps and bruises come with the territory. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've taken away with them because, you know, they kind of let me act like, it's not like I act like a certain way, but they can tell I might be annoyed or you know, <laughs> maybe just like, just a little. And so, you know, they'll just be like, you know, don't worry about it. It's going to happen all the time. And, you know, just supportive in a way because you really just want to do good, right? Like, you're just really trying to push that envelope every day. Yeah. 
And so uh, when you have those times where, you know, you feel like you took a step back, it's not really a step back, you know what I mean? It could be like, it's really you're learning a lesson to, you know, push yourself a lot, like, further forward. Yeah, I'm very impatient, too. So I feel you when you're, like, working on business stuff and, and cannabis, and you're like, oh, why is this another wall? And you have to yeah. sometimes just wait and just, you like, have to wait. Yeah. do the paperwork or pay the thing and just keep it pushing because yeah. we're running to those a lot here. Um, and like we were mentioning earlier, like there are those challenges that you just didn't even know you had until you had them. What have some of those challenges have been like, what have some of your not so fun things that you've had to deal with running Stone Genie? And then what are some fun things or some things you have really enjoyed? Uh, I would say, I would say, um, the things that I don't enjoy or just like the regulation. So I didn't know like credit card processing was such a big issue. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. And like, you know, now that I look back at it, it's in, and you know, with credit card processing, they're like, oh, you didn't read, read our terms and services. And like most people, when you ever sign up for anything, you don't really like looking at all that. But now that I've understand the industry and like, I have to like, you know, read all these little things, um, you know, I, I understand, you know, okay, it's, it's not everything is an easy decision in our industry. So I would say those type of hurdles and like that patience I was talking about mm-hmm. has been sometimes a, a little, you know, not as fun. And then, the, um, and then I would say uh, the stuff I do like is just, you know, learning to grow the Instagram account. You know, we're at like 72,000 followers. Um, Follow them on I, Instagram at Stone Genie. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, and we uh, were, you know, I remember getting my first thousand followers, and I remember how hard that first thousand was. And back I, in I, the day, like mm-hmm. early cannabis Instagram, yeah, I probably got it in like no, it wasn't even that early. Like I probably got it in like 2019 or 28, like something like that. And I know there's a lot of big accounts back then. But I was just learning. Like, I didn't know. I couldn't do Instagram yeah, ads. Yeah, you were I, like, I can't do ads. What do I do? Yeah, how do I do this? <laughs> you know, how did people do this? And, you know. And so I think me figuring out that puzzle that worked for me was mm-hmm. really satisfying. Because then I was able to grow 20000 in a month, you know, in a couple months and stuff like that. You know, as you get bigger, it's harder to keep that push. But, you know, there are big accounts out there and they're, you know, uh, and, you know, we're still small. I'm still trying to, you know, get that mark. I'm still trying to figure out that perfect marketing plan. But, you know, every day is a new, you know, learning and, you know, just trying to keep that audience yeah. getting bigger. Well, your marketing, I feel like, is more authentic and organic than a lot of other glass brands, because yeah. I know that you collaborate with other people. Like, I've yeah. seen it. You yeah. collaborated with me when we talked for the first couple times. Like you mentioned, like, yeah, I want to collaborate more yeah. with more women in cannabis, with more other brands of cannabis. Why do you, you know, value collaboration? Why do you think it's so important to have in this industry? One, I, I personally like uh, like working with people and just understanding like, you know, oh, how they run their business or who mm-hmm. they are and how they represent each other. Because I think, well, you know, one thing about entrepreneurship that people don't talk about is that, you know, you're working alone a lot of the times. Yes. And so you're, <laughs> like so many times you're working alone, you're doing your thing. And, and as great as that is, and as and the flexibility, some, you know, there's that there's still that level of of, you know, I want to work with people too. So I find that through collaborations, like how I can help my, with my business platform and your business platform. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we work together to, you know, uh, to, you know, either get something pushed across or, you know, voices heard more. And that's why I was like, 
uh, I wanted to especially work with someone like you where, you know, I saw your page. I saw that, you know, you were about, you know, diversity, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, um, you know, sharing stories and stuff like that. And that's something I truly believe in anyways. Like I didn't have, I don't have a podcast or platform, but I, I'm always interested in, you know, people who promote that. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, for sure. You definitely be with someone I would want to work with. And so that's kind of how I navigate, like, you know, and I always try to give everyone like a fair shot. So if everyone's yeah. like, oh, you know, I want to work with you guys. They go up like, all right, yeah, email is here. We'll we'll take a look and, you know, see what's up from there. Yeah, and, and uh, I love that you are kind of so open to like working, especially with, I've seen like all the giveaways you've done with a bunch of women of color in yeah. cannabis, women in yeah. cannabis, because a lot of brands don't give us the opportunity. So yeah. just one brand giving us the opportunity can make it can start a wave and that's definitely what I got from like working with you for the first time like I was very surprised when I got a response because brands never respond to me yeah (laughs) and and it's crazy because like brands sometimes everything like I like sometimes people look at look at it like oh what can you do for me type situation instead of like I go into it with like just an expectation, like an expectation of working with somebody, Mm -hmm. learning something maybe, and, you know, making a piece of content that, you know, we can look back on and that'll be dope. And, you know, and like, if it's a good piece and good like that, it'll, it'll, the work will do itself. Yeah. And people can tell when it's like an authentic collaboration. Yeah. I think that's why people have responded well to like, the post that I've done about Stone Genie things because yeah. I actually like love the bongs. Yeah, like, you were like, actually a customer, right? <laughs> yeah, you, like you know this, I'm actually a customer before I'm a collaborator. Yeah. And I think people can tell that when they see your page and see your customers that like, yes, you might work with some of us, this we might have, you know, promotional content, but we actually do enjoy the products and actually do have a relationship as a customer first. Yeah. Um, what ex- what other experience have have you had like um, collaborating with people in pages? I know you've done lots of giveaways. And yeah. All sorts of other fun stuff. We'll do like a lot of a lot of stuff with like a lot of these um, different bigger like meme pages and stuff. Yeah, like I've that. seen that. I'm like, oh look, there's another Stone Genie bong. Oh look, yeah. there's another Stone Genie And that that's really just to reach the audience, and uh, that's just really to reach audiences. But like, I would say like you know, amazing things I've been able to do is like like my, the person who takes all my photos is like my college roommate. Uh, from and you know, me and him are really close, and he is a he was he's a he was a photographer for uh lambo newport beach and you know he started to do his own side thing and then mm-hmm. i started stone genie so you know like i was able to you know work with him and he till today he may, he still shoots a lot of all of our all of our stuff but it's a cool thing that me and him were able to you know work so much together and then like you know try to go like before covid you know i would try to go as many networking events as possible especially in the la area mm-hmm. for cannabis you know trying to work with people just trying to see like you know how do we how do we use each other to get past this uh, red this red tape around us to to reach the audience, right? And yeah. so that's kind of like was my mindset. And I've seen other other entrepreneurs in the space say that a lot. And you know, and I've seen it say like you know just work work with people without you know any expectations of that, just to like willing to go learn and stuff like that. And I think if you take that approach, it's mm-hmm. you know you can it, you always you know take something away from it. Yeah. And I think as well, kind of to piggyback off what you said, sometimes you don't always have to look at someone's like, I I like that you are working with your friend from college because you didn't really have to look at like his credibility. You know him, you trust him. You guys are both creatives. You're like, I'm going to work together. Same for me. Like you didn't ask me for my analytics. You didn't ask me for how many followers I had. You kind of just looked at the work that I was creating. And there's something so important about 
kind of just looking at something or meeting someone and not asking them to pay you a rate or not asking for their analytics and their fees, just being like, let's work together. Let's create something together so yeah. we can both help each other. Yeah. And, you know, and I do, I just look, you, you know, not everyone's always going to be, you know, the big star that they're destined to be at that moment in time. You know what I mean? So you got to yeah. be able to look through that. So, you know, if I, I saw the content, I'm like, wow, this is really good. I really like the way um, this is all put together and that like, you know what I mean? So to me, that was enough. You know, I didn't care about the followers or any of that. And I think that's that's an important thing for all entrepreneurs, anyone that wants Mm -hmm. to go into business is you got to have that type of mindset because that's going to be a mindset you want to do in hiring, you know, when when you're when you're when you're looking at like people to like business partners to partner with. There's all types of little times that that attitude is going to come into play. I totally agree for sure. There's lots of opportunities that I think people are missing because they're just looking for like the star with the most followers and like, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the little guy and like the other like awesome black and brown people in cannabis who maybe yeah. have a thousand followers or small businesses. Yeah. Attention to those people to you guys. Anyway, next question. <laughs> we can go on a tangent about that. Yeah. Um, what has the feedback been like for Stone Genius so far? Like, what responses have you gotten? Have you gotten any, like, really crazy stories? Uh-huh. Being like, oh, we... I got this giant bong. It almost made me throw up or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, we, we get a lot of people who buy things as gifts. Um, the response has been really good. Like, we have a, we've had a lot of feedback. And everybody just loves the uh, affordability. You know, that's yes. And that's the thing we really try to drive home is that, you know, we won't, you know, overcharge you or we won't, uh, you know, we'll, and we'll provide good customer service to our customers. And I think if you're able to provide those two things, like everyone will really kind of like you. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's always going to be some people who are at some level unsatisfied or or uh, maybe trying to take advantage of certain, you know, little things. And, you know, you can't let those things like kind of... Uh, to get you down and so you really just want to like you know as long as you know you're providing a good service and it's fair customers will respect that like like people know when you're trying to really help them get mm-hmm. something solved you know what i mean and i think that we we uh do that approach quite a bit and uh and you know it's worked out well for us that's great yeah so i want to ask you some glass questions sure you do um a smoke shop of course so i want to see how educated you are all right let me see glass um so what factors contribute to a high quality functional glass piece like if someone's shopping for something they have no idea what they're looking for what should they be looking for what thing says it's good versus not good I would say, you know, you got to, it definitely depends on, you know, what you want to use it for. So if it's like, if you're going to travel with it or something like that, I always w- would recommend like a dry pipe just because they're more sturdy. There's no water needed, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I know people don't, they feel like it's more harsh. So then like something smaller that you can travel with are like bubblers. But for like the bongs and stuff like that, I would say like, you know, if you're going to uh, get something that you want, like an everyday use and, uh, you know, maybe something that's a little small, discreet, maybe you want to keep it like in your like in like a cabinet or something like that. I would go with like, you know, like a 10 inch bong, you know, 4 mm. If it has like a little basic ice catcher in it and, you know, with the pullout bowl, like mm-hmm. that's like 
like I that's what I would use. That's what I use most of the time. And then like if you want something, you know, like a big like a place for like in your living room and like a nice big like a piece, showpiece. Like a showpiece, you know, you I would go anything fourteen inches to eighteen inches, you know what I mean? And kind of you have that there as like, you know, your main it's almost like a it's almost like an art piece in the middle mm-hmm. of your living room. And so uh, what pieces, parts or like accessories or or especially perks actually mm-hmm. For those that don't know, because I feel like you'd be great at explaining this, can you explain what perks are, percolators? I've yeah. read articles about this, and people are like, I don't know what that means. So maybe you can yeah, it's like a, a breakdown. Another way for the another area for the smoke to filter through the water. So like when you first take a rip into the bottom base, like that's where your first filtration is happening, and then as the smoke rises, it's going to go through different filtrations. So it mm-hmm. could be the honeycomb perk, it could be the the tree perk, mm-hmm. and that's going to you know. And so the 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 goal is is to get it filtered as many times as possible until before you inhale it and you know some people will be like you know oh man like with those perks it's super clean some you know some people will be like man no matter what i always cough still you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's just everyone's like, different yeah everyone's different but i would say you know i think it, it just uh depends on how much you like to uh like like what's your preferences in smoking? You know, some people have a long draw, like they can hit a whole, like a whole bowl. They can all hit it all at once, you know, let it like milk and clear it at the end. Um, you know, those people just, they got like lungs of steel. And so mm-hmm. for them, that the perks work really well. So, but if you're someone like that, you know, can't really do that. So maybe, you know, having one perk might be better. So what specific maybe perks or pieces or parts would you recommend to have the smoothest smoke possible i personally always say when someone asks me like you should at least have a minimum of two perks if you want a smooth smoke um and honeycomb or shower head are like great i would say the honeycomb is is really good and even the the the, the shower one is and i would say if you have either of those but a ice catcher in my opinion mm-hmm. is the is the is the ultimate variable because allowing that putting that ice in the top really helps just that cool it down towards the end so I say either are good. I prefer a honeycomb one, I would say, uh, just because I like uh, I like the designs of them too, and um, and they they're just like a more clean hit for me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but you know, a lot of people like that those tree perks too. So those are good. nice. Yeah. Those are definitely nice. I I have uh, two of your beaker bongs though. Do you That's think correct. you need the percolators for a smoother? Because your beaker bongs now those rip and they're still quite smooth. But yeah, they have the ice catcher. They have the long ice catcher in mm-hmm. there, right? So like that whole neck is available. You're able to put in that ice, and I think you know for that one, it's not as uh, needed because you know it's it's a it's a usually a smaller bong, mm-hmm. and so the the ones with those big double are usually going to be bigger. So I guess with the, with the smaller, you know, I think the ice catcher might be more important than the percolator on there, just to keep it all smooth when you're um, clearing it out. The ice catcher changes the game. Like it my does. friend bought the same uh, bong that I had uh-huh. and she was like, I don't know how to use this. I was like, put the ice yeah. <laughs> on the top. And yeah. then she put the ice in and she was like, oh my God. I was like, yes, the ice That's amazing. changes everything. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And you know, you'll see people on social media but like frozen strawberries in their ice yeah, catcher, fruit. fruit, you know, you can switch it up however you want. It's super fun. So what piece would you recommend to someone who wants to spend under $50? They don't want anything too fancy. They want something that's easy to clean, but they want a smooth rip. 
Now, uh, if you've been on the Stone Genius site, it's not that hard to find something under $50. Yeah, we got a lot. So I would say, you know, the classic Stone Genie Beaker is our be- one of our best sellers. Um, that one is really good. And it, it's, it's uh, under $30, actually. And so you can do that one, I would recommend, or the uh, Straight Shooter. I have a straight shooter. That's the one that I bought. And yeah. I was like, I'm obsessed. I need to I need to talk to them. What is this? <laughs> yeah. I would say those two are perfect under 50. I know we have a bunch more on there. Uh, you know, but uh, I would say a lot of them are, you know, I think those are the best good. bang for your buck. Yeah. Those because are those they're are like very so classic and they're so durable. And yeah. they they'll give you a big rip. Like if you're like, I just want something that gives me a really big clean rip. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are beaker straight tube. Definitely yeah. go to. Those are, yeah, and those are two of our best sellers. Yeah, a lot of people really like those. Okay. So I only have two more questions for you. I'm a little out of... Wait, no worries. Call come in, so it might have paused for a minute. No second, no worries. <laughs> um, so my, this question is totally out of order, but I really want to ask it. Um, sure. So what stereotypes have you overcome or, like, had to face in your own community because you run a cannabis business? And also, what stereotypes have you had to overcome because you're Indian in the cannabis community, which, of course, as we know, is still a very underrepresented minority group in cannabis? Yeah, I would say, like, a hurdle of being, you know, just Indian in cannabis is, well, one is, like, there's this whole stigma about weed in the Indian Indian community. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, weed in some people is considered drugs you know what I mean so and some ways they think oh you're working in a, in a drug industry yeah. and, you're and, a drug and, lord what I'm sure yeah you and they don't really understand that. like uh like they don't really understand how it all works right mm-hmm. like um and I would say that so I would say ignorance is a big thing in the Indian community especially mm-hmm. just being like like you can immediately people will discredit will want to discredit what you're doing because they just don't think anything that has to do with cannabis or weed is credible Mm. so so there's that whole aspect to it and um i would say you know the challenges in the cannabis industry i would say is um you know just i would i would say like it's just trying to meet more people um you know i don't i don't know if people may may not always take me seriously when they first meet me maybe they've never seen an indian person uh in the business but um you know i haven't really seen anything that has been uh too bad because i'm not really one to like uh like i just i always will find a way i always in one way or another Mm -hmm. but um i would say you know just more in the indian community it's just underrepresented uh, underrepresented and also just that stigma around it a lot of people it's just a it's, it's gonna be a long uphill battle for that that's for sure mm. i totally can see how that's a challenge because isn't uh cannabis so like fully federal like not legal at all in india yeah not at all you and it's been there for thousands of years but from what i've seen there's actually a couple like indian cannabis pages that i follow yeah um and they're very secretive but like there are kind of a community of like secret stoners yeah no they're totally (laughs) in india and i do see how people are like they they will put them in jail if they find them for weed like right now today crazy yeah for reals and it's just the yeah and i think with them it's just like you know everything has to be about like more about school and you know how well you're doing and i think you know a certain level that is important but like you know, even being at like where I'm at right now with this real business and like people will look at it, but, oh, you just sell 
like bongs online thinking like I'm just some stoner but little mm-hmm. do they know is that like this is a massive operation like we're a real e-commerce business you know we have we have real customers real audience like you know we're marketing I have real strategies in place I'm filing you know like real taxes yeah, doing real like, work this is like this is some real <laughs> stuff you know what I mean like regardless if you want to discredit it or not because it has to do with weed that's on you but that's like that but like you know that's that's a big thing and I think that's where uh like you know, people like yourself, myself, are who are young, you know, professionals that mm-hmm. are, you know, putting like making the game a little bit more legit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not just a, a thing where people think it's a it's like a it's like a thing where people who uh, want to be get into trouble are, are working in. You know what I mean? No, I'm like people. I told someone the other day. People always think I'm smoking blunts in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while I'm working. Uh, yeah. And that's not happening at all. Yeah, I'm totally. smoking blunts all day. I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what's funny is I actually kind of have slowed down in my daily intake of cannabis since I've been running the shop because it requires me to be on my game for so many hours in the mm-hmm. day. And like, yeah, there's been times obviously like I might in the lunch or lunch or something, I'm like, all right, you know what? I could just use a little like a bowl or something. I mean you're in charge, so you Yeah, can for sure. Want. But like, you know, but sometimes you're just like, man, I just gotta get so much work done today. Yeah. X, Y, and Z. And so, you know, and so you're really just um but I would say, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun journey. Though. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. I feel that. Well, my last question for you, and I ask this to every guest, um, yep. because I think it's just a great takeaway. What advice do you have for someone, whether they be Indian, whether they be any sort of other minority group in cannabis, because we have our own challenges, right? Yeah. Um, that wants to get into the industry or maybe build their own head shop, whether online or in person, and just doesn't know where to start. What advice would you give them? I would say, you know, don't if you don't know where to start, like always focus on what you could do that day. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like just try to break it down as simple as possible. And it could be like, filing for a business name or you know like you know just like getting a logo made like there's mm-hmm. little little things that you can do that day to make this little bit idea you have a reality because um, everyone always gets caught up on the end goal and it scares them so they don't yeah. know what to do you're just you're paralyzed you're just like exactly. i can't do anything yeah you're frozen almost like man i don't know how i'm gonna do this and that but if you just really just take a breath and break it down like all right what can i do today open a business bank account maybe i can get a logo made maybe i can do this do mm-hmm. that and then you start to break it out into little tasks and those little tasks you can start to work on and check mark off and then you start and then you know you do those little tasks every day by the end of the week, you know, you got like 40, 50 things done that you wanted to do. And so, you know, that allows you to start letting that letting that stuff take form. You know what I mean? It's always uh, very and, and when and it doesn't get any easier. So when you have success, then you're like, all right, well, how am I going to double the success? And that even scares you. Uh, yeah. So you're like, how do I, you got to do that exact same technique and break that's great advice, man. That's really good because yeah. it, it can really be daunting if you're like, look at your goal or your business and you're like, I, I don't know where to start. And just taking like baby steps, just do one thing, just do a couple things. <laughs> yeah. And that and that'll help you gain a little confidence and it'll make you think a little clearer. And because, you know, everyone's always like, man, I need to do this and that. And that might be the case. But you need to also break it down into little, little steps and, you know. Yeah, don't burn yourself out before you even start. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, that, and then you'll you'll really start to you know allow you allow yourself to really flourish. You know. 
Man, that was a great way to end the episode. Thank you for that advice. I'm going to yeah. go follow that myself. So yeah. now is your time to shine. I definitely want you to, you know, plug all your pages, let the people know where they could find you, what's happening on Stone Genie. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you can follow Stone Genie on Instagram, S-T-O-N-E-D-G-E-N-I-E. And then also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you know, we're going to have some more YouTube content coming out and maybe and uh, try to do some more Snapchat content. But, you know, we're um, doing good. We have a lot more products on the way and are expanding quite a bit. So I'm, I'm excited. So just there's already the- so many products on there. What, what else could you add? <laughs> yeah, we have we're expanding a lot. We're adding more accessories. We're going to add more, you know, papers, lighters. You know, uh, we got a little I want to I don't want to give away too much, but some more accessories coming in. And, uh, you know, some, you know, things that I know my fellow stoner community will like. And that's part of and that. And that's going to be that's the fun part is really bringing some of these products to life. And being like, ooh, now I can get the high out of one. of them. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, and there's just there's just so much out there being developed, as you know, and uh, seen. And so it's just a, it's a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, well, I super appreciate your time, the things that you're doing. And I love that, you know, it's just continuing to see more minorities in this space and seeing you have a family business. It's just, I love to see it. I always love to see it. And I appreciate your time on the show. Yeah, I appreciate Um, you having me. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything before we get off of here. I'll have all the information, of course, for Stone Genie in the description. Um, it'll be on my Instagram as well. Stone Genie's already on my Instagram. There's a picture of me with a bong and a Christmas tree. So yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah. click on that. You'll find them. Uh, what else, man? I don't even know what else. This has been a great conversation. I don't even want to end it, but I'm sure we'll have another episode or do some sort of content again in the future. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the first male guest. Yeah, it's been a long time coming and i know a lot of men are like finally and maybe i'll do another one this might be the one and only but you have um held it down for the men you didn't disappoint so we might have another male on here everyone was on their best behavior so i think it's okay thank you guys for listening don't forget to follow me on instagram at the marijuana ayana that's just um i-y-a-n-a marijuana spelled how it is if you or someone you know wants to be a sponsor or support the show, you can DM me there as well. And uh, new episodes every other Sunday. So stay tuned for the next episode the next Sunday after this. And thank you guys for listening. Stay high and stay healthy. Oh.